0: Hey, everyone, and welcome to another Yogi Misfit Session. I am Danny Pomploon, and I'm your host. Today, we have Jen DeCook on the show. Jen DeCook is a studio manager. She's a yoga teacher. She's she's a fun love ball and uh, just a big light to be around. Jen, how's it going?
1: It is going wonderful. Thank you. How are you?
0: I'm doing really good. I'm really happy to, uh, to, I just got done traveling. So I just got back home yesterday and I'm really glad to be home.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah. This was like the, like, I don't know, I think it was like nine studios in two months or something like that. In addition to all my other classes that I was teaching and, you know, <laughs>
1: that is a lot of traveling.
0: <laughs> yeah. You, you've seen my travel schedule. Recently. Yes.
1: It is crazy.
0: So, um, you know, for the listeners that are out there, I have worked with Jen in the past. Um, I actually didn't know her until she uh, she moved up to San Francisco and she's kind of one of those people that you just meet and you're like, I want to be friends with you. And as we first started uh, working together, I was just like, I just want to go and hang out and have lunch with her. And we uh, this one time we went to go have a lunch meeting and it ended up just being like a meeting of the minds like we ended up just like hanging out and talking about life and Yada yada yada, and she's uh, she's just been super supportive, uh, not just of me, but of I feel like all of your all of your people. You're super supportive of, and, and you get really um, you get really excited for everyone's like stuff, like whatever they're doing. You're like, all right, let's do it. Yeah,
1: I do. I love all the things That's that good. everyone is doing.
0: That's good. Where do you have you always been like that? Have you always been like just super excited about uh, like supporting people?
1: I think it's something that I got into more once I got into yoga. I think mm. my excitement level for people, that made it just increase so much in seeing people grow through their practice.
0: Right, right. So since we're talking about that, why, um, why yoga for you?
1: Well, yoga for me, it started out as a physical recovery from an injury and then the more i got into it the more i wanted to be able to learn how to control my mind and control my thoughts Mm -hmm. and to use my mind to be the happiest person that i can be and then to help other people be able to do that as well
0: and how long how long have you been teaching for jen Yes. How long have you been teaching for?
1: I have been teaching for a little over eight years.
0: Okay. Wow. What did your uh, What did your teaching journey start like?
1: My teaching journey started, I had just started going to yoga again after I had been in a car accident because I hadn't been able to do any other types of exercise. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll try yoga. And at the same time, I was trying to transition out of a career as a civil litigation paralegal. And I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I'd always said, if I ever don't have to work full time, I would love to be a yoga teacher. That would be so fun. So I ended up doing my teacher training through Core Power in Minneapolis in 2008. And as soon as I started teacher training, I thought, I want to manage a yoga studio. This looks really fun to me. So that kind of set me on the path of teaching the yoga and managing a studio.
0: Teaching the yoga and managing the studio. (laughs) Along with all the things. exactly. (laughs) And how long have you been, so you teach and you manage currently, how long have you been managing a studio for?
1: I've been managing for six years now. And this is my sixth studio.
0: What's, uh, what's it like managing a yoga studio?
1: Oh my gosh, it is a jack of all trades endeavor. That is for sure. Uh, the one, one of the things I love about it so much is that I get to use all my different skills ranging from leading and facilitating teacher training programs to teaching yoga to working in a sales kind of aspect of my job to facilities to fostering people and helping teachers grow in their teaching skills and helping students grow through their practice. So I just love all the different things I get to do.
0: You're basically like uh, like Mother Hen.
1: Yes, I am. The mama bear. You watch it.
0: You watch, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you watch out for all your little chickens. I do.
1: I love them.
0: And so you were, te- where were you, where were you at before you moved to San Francisco?
1: Before San Francisco, I was in Los Angeles for about
0: two Oh, years. that's, that's right. Yep. I knew that. Yeah. Hey, hi hometown. What was <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know
1: about Los Angeles.
0: That's right. I love it down there. I actually, I don't miss the traffic. However, I do miss going down there. And, and there's just, there's a charm about the city. I love Los Angeles. I mean, I know I'm. Now I live in San Francisco, so I think I'm supposed to not like Los Angeles because I live in San Francisco, but it's still, it's, you know, it's my hometown. My family's still down there and I love going down. I'm actually going down there in a few weeks.
1: Oh, me too. I love it down there.
0: Yeah. Once I moved here, I loved
1: it there so much more.
0: (laughs) How, uh, yeah, right. How was the, uh, how was the yoga scene there different uh, from the yoga scene up here?
1: Oh my gosh. It, well, from my perspective, through core power. It's pretty similar. I mean, it's similar wherever you go with core power. Um, I feel like in San Francisco, since San Francisco is the starting point of of yoga in the United States, I just feel like there is the yoga community here has just a little bit deeper roots than in Los Angeles. Los Angeles has a huge yoga community there as well. Um, but I think just cause it started in San Francisco, it just lends it something really special up here.
0: Sure. What, um, what, what do you define as like the deep roots in the San Francisco yoga community?
1: Um, we just have so many amazing teachers here that come from such a great lineage that have been around for such a long time. And it, it's just been, I feel like it's just a long standing tradition in san francisco and the surrounding area she's great try to get to her whenever i can
0: is there any others that are up here that you're like man i just i would love to go check them out or go uh go see some of their class or or practice some of their classes
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, so many teachers: Steph Snyder, Jason Crandall, um, Darren Maine. I would love to be able to get to all of their classes more often.
0: We've got to get you a little, uh, like a yoga uh, class to-do list or a little checklist so you can like, like yoga bingo. <laughs> I do.
1: I need that.
0: So Jen, I, uh, I, you know, one of the reasons why I, I wanted to, to have you on the podcast, we, we were talking about this. I think we were talking in person about it, about how I was doing, like, you know, different things. And um, you were, again, doing your Mama Bear thing and just being super encouraging about, like, my projects and how you were telling me how I work really hard and and yada, yada, yada. And uh, and in that conversation, you know, I I really got that you, too, had this other... I, you're super passionate about your your job and you do such a great job at it but there was this other like other thing that you have like in hindsight and then you started talking to me about like really just being like true to your passion and and kind of just trusting the path and so I wanted to uh I wanted to hear your insight on that like what is what does that look like for you and uh what is that what do you how do you explain that to other people like finding your flow and really just getting like trusting in it
1: yeah well, I, I don't know if I could call it lucky, but I am very fortunate. I don't, it might be through my mother, but I have always had a very strong and secure and deep faith in the universe. That the universe will take me wherever I need to be. And as long as I listen to that little voice inside of my gut or inside of my heart that tells me what to do, I will be on the right path. And so in, I think in September, I had my Vedic chart done and she was telling me that I had been in kind of, um, a rut for like 12 years of not really knowing what my next adventure is. And she said that that will be come more clear to me in the, the next couple of months. And so Another thing that she suggested that I have been avoiding, like the plague, is that I start to meditate. (laughs) And, you know, yoga teacher, do as I say, not as I do, but I've been meditating now for a month, and I'm very proud of myself.
0: How's it going?
1: It's going really well. I, of course, want to rush the process like I want to do in any other process of my life. Sure. So, it's a wonderful exercise for me to just do the do and yeah. be open to whatever comes of it.
0: So she tells you to start meditating and then and then what else? What what comes of this?
1: Well, I am working on the meditating so that I am having a more open path to communicate mm-hmm. with the universe. And also to just to be a less reactionary human, which is something I am always working on. But I'm sure. hoping I've always had a dream of writing a book or doing a podcast or finding some way to spread the message of yoga on an even greater scale.
0: Yeah, totally. What uh what do you uh like what are your ideas or like like your visions of that like what do you want that to look like
1: Oh my gosh I don't even know yet I feel like it's in such the baby stages
0: That's that and that's totally fair too but I think it's nice to know that you've got that in you and you you know it's like now it's like it's a huge seed planted and so now it's up to you to uh to do what you want with it
1: Yes it is and so, I think probably my next steps, um, now that I have been meditating on a consistent basis, I would like to increase the time I spend doing that. And then I would also like to just start writing, which you suggested to me. Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. And
1: start writing on a regular basis, whether it's just 20 minutes a day of free writing, just to start getting some ideas down on paper and maybe bring to light where this next path is taking me.
0: Yeah. Someone really, um, when I told them, I was like, yeah, I want to write a book or I want to start writing blogs, but I don't know what to write about. They were like, they, that their, their sage advice was just start writing Mm -hmm. and then the story formulates after that. So like, don't worry about what exactly you, you know, you need to try to like get out and what it's going to formulate like, and you know, blah, like, don't worry about the details just yet just start putting it all out there and then you can start forming the story out of there but really getting the practice of actually doing it and not just saying hey this is something that i want to get done eventually one day maybe because then one day maybe leads to no days maybe and you don't get your book out or, or whatever it is that you know you want to accomplish
1: totally yeah and melissa Mae smith who is one of our fabulous teachers here and also a really wonderful writer she had the same advice you did of just Starting the practice of writing. And it's just the same as meditating. It's about doing the action and not being concerned about the outcome of it, which I guess basically is how life is, is doing the action without being attached to the outcome. Sure. So I think just kind of pouring my energy into a more specific direction and seeing where that leads.
0: So what do you, um, what do you tell your little chickadees that want to either, you know, when you see this fire and this light and, and you know, when, when they get excited about something, like what's your, what's your advice to them to like actually, you know, go through and, and again, the do as I say, not as I do thing, what's, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the thing that you tell them?
1: Well, for my teachers, especially a lot of times they come to me and they're like, I want to teach yoga full time. How do I do that? And then I just send them to you. Because I tell them, (laughs) if you want to know how to live and teach and work the yoga full time, you have to hustle. And if you want to know how to hustle, you should talk to Danny because he is the best at it.
0: Oh, that's funny.
1: Yes. But it's the same thing. Like, you know, finding a practice, whatever it is for them, their physical practice, a meditation practice, a writing practice, just finding that thing that can help them become clear and help them be a conduit for the messages that the universe has for them
0: when um and i think because for well i would say for a majority of the people listening to the show like talking about the universe is is easy to understand but what would you say to like people not able to listen to or to, to comprehend that that word universe or, or that kind of practice. How would you then suggest that to someone like that?
1: I always think that the asana practice is the gateway drug. So if you can <laughs> just get somebody's body moving in the yoga postures, eventually it's like an onion and their layers will peel away, starting with the physical layers until they're able to almost accidentally realize that there are spiritual changes starting in their life and then coming, helping them get to that realization of, oh, well, my yoga practice is what got me this far. How can I expand my yoga practice to go deeper if that's what they want to do?
0: And then from there, they can start to fish out whatever it is that comes up.
1: Yeah. I always just tell people to focus on what interests them because, as yoga teachers or as yoga students, there's a million different areas we can focus on. We have, I mean, there's an eight limb path, for goodness sake. So there's eight limbs right there. And whether it's reading books or taking classes or going to meditation or listening to podcasts or, Whatever it is, or studying anatomy or getting an anatomy coloring book, all those different ways we can nerd on on yoga. You can just find whichever way is the best and most exciting.
0: I agree. I think, um, and I think kind of, you know, to your point, I think it's really easy for us to, uh, and, that, and that's that's really why I wanted to have you on today. It's because you, you talk so well about it, but it's really easy for uh, for people to want to do the thing. And to listen in, but to do the actual work is a completely different story.
1: It is. And I will testify to that 100%. I have, so I've been meaning to read um, Autobiography of a Yogi for, since I did teacher training eight years ago. And I always put off reading books like that because I just, like I read the same paragraph five times, and I don't recall any of it. And so I decided last month, I'm going to listen to that book in my car while I drive to and from work. Sure. And so I have been listening to that book, and I'm almost finished, and it has been so inspiring to me. But even as I'm listening, I think to myself, If I would have tried to do this even a year ago or two years ago or at the beginning of when I did teacher training, I wouldn't have been ready for the message that book had for me yet.
0: Uh, That's a really good point. Which
1: is so interesting to me because now I'm listening to it and I just want to call somebody every five minutes and be like, oh my God, do you know what I just heard? This is the most incredible thing. And I don't think I would have been able to Have it speak to me as well as it is at this moment in time if I wasn't ready for that.
0: I wonder if that applies for like, you know, when my partner makes breakfast and he's like, go do the dishes. And I'm like, I'm not ready for the message (laughs) the dishes want me to receive. I really can't do them right now, babe.
1: (laughs) Yeah, try that out on him and let me know what happens. (laughs)
0: That would be so great for a lot of things in life. No, but I get—I—I I mean, all—all all jokes aside, I totally get what you're saying. Sometimes you're just not ready for it, and as—as as, you know, like, I mean, oh man, I'm gonna kick myself in the butt for this one. But like, my parents were right on a lot of things. Like my elders were totally right on a lot of things. But I was not ready to listen to those things at the time that, you know, I was being given advice and so on and so forth. Like, I just wasn't ready to hear it. Right. I had to go through experience or, you know, challenge myself or whatever it was to actually be like, okay, I get it now.
1: Yeah, I'm the same. I'm very much somebody can tell me something all day long, but I most of the time have to learn things for myself in the most difficult way possible i have not figured out how to learn things quickly and easily yet and i'll say to my boyfriend all the time honey just because you understand something for me and try to explain it to me doesn't mean i have learned that for myself yet like it might be super easy for you to get it because you're watching from the outside but for me I have to go through a whole different process because that's the way I learn things.
0: And also not getting frustrated, frustrated when people are going through that process because everyone's process is totally different.
1: Exactly. And I have the same thing with him. I want to be able to tell him, well, babe, if you just do this and this and this and this, duh, everything's going to be fine. But he has to figure out his stuff on his own too. And that's, a huge part of being in a relationship is loving your person where they
0: are yeah yeah that's true and it, i mean even relationship with yourself you gotta you gotta yeah. figure that out with yourself too yeah i think um i think that's that's total sage advice i think it's it's a uh, it's it's such a great you know we all have these things that we want to do and these dreams and stuff comes up especially from yoga i mean 100 percent stuff comes up i mean if it wasn't for yoga, I I totally wouldn't be doing what I'm doing. I would, I would have never wanted to do a podcast or a YouTube channel or whatever to spread the message. I would have been stuck in some other realm, but you're right. I think it, it really steers things up. And so, you know, really when you're, when that stuff starts to come up is just listening to it, acknowledge that it's there and then trust the process along the way.
1: Yeah. And just finding that place where you can, Generate enough silence and stillness in your life to be able to hear what that little voice inside of you is trying to tell you, whether you believe that to be God or the universe or your higher self or whatever your belief system is, because yoga encompasses all belief systems. So just being able to tap into that and connect to it inside of yourself.
0: Sit down, listen, and enjoy the ride. Yes. I love it. Jen, thanks so much for, uh, for coming on the show today. I was, uh, I was super pumped to, uh, you're, uh, you're a light. I swear every time I see you, you're just the happiest person alive and, and you really do, you know, you really do just, you know, you corral the kittens and mama bear's there.
1: Oh, thanks Danny. <laughs> and I'm so proud of you. You have just been doing the most incredible things in the last couple of years. And, I really do tell my teachers to come talk to you if they want to learn how to uh, make a life as a yoga teacher, because you are doing such a wonderful job of that.
0: It's a lot of work, man. It is, and
1: that's what I tell them. It's hard work.
0: I tell people I work harder now than I ever have in my entire life, and I wouldn't give it back for anything.
1: Yes. When you love it, it's not work.
0: Yeah, it's true. Exactly. It's not work when you love it. So you teach, you actually teach here in San Francisco. If uh, some of our listeners wanted to come check out one of your classes, where could they find you?
1: Yes, right now I am teaching the 5 p.m. class on Monday and Wednesday at Core Power Yoga on Fremont Street.
0: Okay, what kind of class is it?
1: It is our C1 class. It is a beginning level non-heated vinyasa class. And then, starting in November, we'll be adding non-heated C2 classes around the lunchtime, and I will probably be teaching the one on Tuesday.
0: Cool, awesome. I'll uh, I'll throw a link into the studio with the uh, with the schedule so people can come and find you out.
1: Oh, thanks, Danny. That's great.
0: Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say to the listeners before we take off today?
1: No. Just go do your yoga. Do the do.
0: Awesome. Well, guys, thanks again for listening in today. Until the next session, this is Danny and Jen saying toodaloo. Have
1: a great day, everybody.
0: Thanks, guys. Thank
1: you.